Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who is the founder of Charter of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Today our topic is speak to your mountains. Mountains have long represented problems of life to be solved, obstacles to be overcome, crosses to be carried, burdens to be borne, troubles to be triumphed over, difficulties to be dealt with. Death, for instance, is a mountain. Sickness, pandemics is a mountain. Family crises are mountains. Unpaid bills can be mountains. Rebellious children, mountains. Unfaithful husbands and wives are mountains. Lying, betraying, and stabbing their back friends are mountains. Addicted loved ones are mountains. You've prayed, you've hoped, you've believed, but can I offer you one more very, very potent thing to do? Speak to the mountain. Say, mountain, be removed. Not asking, not begging, not saying, pretty please, but you're commanding that fear, that sickness, to stop impeding your march and the march of your loved ones back to home, back to God. I've learned that if you don't talk to your mountains, what's going to happen? They're going to start talking to you all day long. You're never going to get well. You're never going to get out of death. Your business is going to go under. Krishna has given men above and beyond all other creatures the ability to speak directly to their mountains in His name. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna Hare Hare, Hare Rama, 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 Hare. When you address sickness in the name of the Lord, death in the name of the Lord, addictions in the name of the Lord, you are God's mouthpiece. You're speaking on His authority and by His encouragement. Now the key is don't speak about your mountain, speak to your mountain. Don't encourage it. Don't magnify it. Don't acknowledge it has any power. Don't give it a foothold. Don't let it in the door. If you do any of these things, your mountain will become stronger and you'll become weaker. And lastly, don't believe the never lies. Never is a mountain word. I'll never get over this addiction. I've had it since high school. I'll never lose the weight. I've struggled for years. I'll never accomplish my dreams. There are too many obstacles. Can I tell you, your mountain responds to your voice. Don't call in defeat, fatigue, negativism. In other words, don't focus on the size of your mountain. Focus on the size of your God. In a book called 450 Stories for Life, Gus Anderson tells about visiting a church in a farming community in eastern Alberta, Canada. There had been eight years of drought. The farmers were all deeply in debt. Their economic situation looked hopeless. In spite of their poverty, however, many of them continued to visit church on Sundays to worship and praise God wholeheartedly. Anderson was impressed by the testimony of one of these farmers dressed in overalls and an old coat, which were the best clothes they had. This man stood up and quoted the Hebrew version of the Bible. He said these words, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be on the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no food, the flock will be cut off from the fold, 
and there shall be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The message today is the secret of joy is talking to your mountain. Tell it, no matter how big it is, no matter how long it lasts, you will continue, you will not cease, you will not retreat from the practice of rejoicing in the Lord. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Would you agree with me what an enormous mountain the practice of segregation was in this country? Can I tell you that Dr. Martin Luther King and the other civil rights workers did not think, they did not hope or believe that mountain out of existence. They spoke that mountain out of existence. It was their faith in God's power and not their faith in themselves that proved triumphant. Martin Luther King understood that in his last address, the day before he was assassinated, he issued this triumphant statement of faith. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. And so I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything, nor am I fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. I have a dream this afternoon that the brotherhood of man will become a reality. And with this faith, I go out and carve a tunnel of hope from a mountain of despair. With this faith, I believe we will be able to achieve a new day when all of God's children, black-skinned or white-skinned, Jews, Gentiles, Protestants, and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing with the Negroes in the spiritual words of old, free at last, free at last, God Almighty, we are free at last. Many people, they try to move their mountains by prayer. They ask Krishna to move their mountains for them. They describe the mountain in full detail. They inform Krishna of the exact dimensions of the mountain, its altitude, its weight. They cry and moan about how a hindrance this mountain is in their life. Others pray to Krishna for him to speak to their mountains on their behalf. However, Krishna is not going to do for you what he wants you to do for yourself. He has invested in us the power of speech. None of Krishna's other creatures have the power of speech except man. Krishna's power is shown through the speech of men. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram. Ram, Ram, Hare Hare. Things may not turn around overnight. However, the moment that you start speaking to your mountains, at that moment, Krishna releases favor. At that moment, Krishna starts to move the wrong people out of the way. At that moment, he dispatches healing, breakthroughs, he lines up victories down the road. Now, if you keep speaking one day, that mountain will be removed. You have a better weapon than a sword or a gun. You have the names of the Lord. He will fight your battles. When you speak to the mountains in his name, all the powers of heaven stand up to attention. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, 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 R
Your enemies may come at you with a natural force. However, Krishna counteracts them with a supernatural force. I once heard a story about a drought that threatened the crops in a small village. The priest told his flock to go home, fast and pray, and return the following week at appointed time to the church for a special prayer service in which they would ask God for rain. The villagers went home and they prayed and fasted, and they returned just as the good father had asked them. But as soon as the priest saw them, he was furious. He yelled at them, go home, go away, we'll not do our prayers, you unbelievers, you without any faith. But father, we fasted, we prayed, and we turned up just like you told us to. Believe, you believe, then tell me, where are your raincoats? Where are your umbrellas? We read about Dhruva Maharaj in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 6th Canto. He was attacked by a horde of Rakshasas, kind of masters of the black arts. It was covered with an incessant shower of arrows, just like rainfall. Dhruva Maharaj started chanting the names of the Lord. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. And as he stood, in this dark, enveloping clouds of rain and thunder and lightning, everything began to be counteracted. Just like the fog is dissipated with the light of the morning sun. Everything rolled back. It is said that attacking Dhruva, the Yachis first threw a huge mountain which fell from the sky. And from that mountain rained hailstones, lances, clubs, swords, enormous chunks of stone. Accompanying that mountain rushing to crush Yuba, he also saw groups of mad elephants, lions, tigers, many large angry-eyed serpents, vomiting fire, all coming to destroy the single soul warrior on his chariot, Yuba Maharsh. And finally, as if the end of the universe were at hand, a fierce ocean with foaming waves and great roaring sounds came rushing towards him. Dhruva took up a special bow which had been given to him by Lord Krishna. He empowered it by the Hare Krishna mantra. He pulled the bow back, he released it, and the entire phantasmagoria disappeared instantaneously. This is all described in a chapter called The Child Who Challenged the Universe. Speaking light into darkness. Don't speak to God about how high your mountains are. Speak to your mountains about how high your God is. When you speak faith-filled words to the mountains, Krishna listens. He's impressed. Even if it's not great poetry or great pose, because there's faith there, that's what gets the attention of the Lord. He listens intently, carefully to each and every word. He honors your words of faith as precious jewels. It is said, purified and empowered, those words rise in a delightful fragrance to the Lord. And the power of those words does not depend on he or she who made the prayer, but the power is hinging upon he who hears that prayer. I heard a story about a little boy one time who was trying to roll a rock out of his sandbox. Every time he got the rock to the edge, to the lip of the, the wood framing, it would fall back in. He tried it over and over. 
eventually his little arms got tired. And Lord, although he was struggling and grunting, pushing and shoving, the rock was still there with him in his sandbar. Finally, one final time, the rock rolled back and hurt his fingers and burst into loud wailing tears of frustration. And as he was crying, a large shadow fell across this little boy in the sandbox. It was his father. The father gently, firmly said to the little boy, Son, why didn't you use all that strength that you had available? The boy saw back. I did, Dad. I did. I used all the strength that I had. God said, No, son. You didn't use all the strength that you had. He didn't ask me. Krishna is called Girihari, the lifter of mountains. Krishna is, by definition, supreme in every area, including physics. He's the supreme physicist, and he knows how to make mountains weightless. Think about the gigantic planets which are floating in the sky. Tons and tons and tons of mountains and oceans and rocks and forests floating as if it was weightless in thin air. Now, who is floating? Aham Ajasadharati. Krishna says in the Bible, I am that power which enters into these incredibly, incomprehensibly heavy planets and make them float just as easily as a child holds a piece of cotton in his hand. If you want to live your life leaving God out of the equation, if you want to rely upon yourself, what you're going to experience in your life is very limited outcomes, limited vision, limited expectancy, terminal, boring predictability. However, as soon as you add Krishna into the equation, you enter a vast world of possibilities, universes, wonder and amazement. Consider that before creation, there was nothing. Creation itself is a possibility that Krishna and only Krishna made a reality. We've all heard said, faith can move mountains. Why? Because it connects us to the maker of the mountains. It is said in the beginning was the word and the word was God. What was that word? According to our information, that initial primeval seed from which the whole universe came, uttered by Krishna was, Om. Simply uttering Om, millions and millions of material universes became manifested. Now, consider that power compared to ours. Let's say you wanted to decorate one tree with leaves. You're gluing them on. It would take you weeks, right? God just uttered Om and millions of universes including countless trees come out automatically decorated. So God's word is sufficient to enact all of that. From that seed which God utters come millions and millions of universes. This Spanish short temple, now we're enjoying it. The heating in the winter, the cooling in the summer, we're enjoying its contents. But originally, this temple existed in the south. Before the concrete, before the marble, before the chandeliers, there were architectural plans. Now, before the architectural plans, by Bobby and I talked about them. How many square feet it would be, how many stories it would be, how many arches and columns. So we actually created, Krishna created, and Krishna had it in existence since the beginning of time, but we brought into being initially by talking about it. 
and one stage after another, everything telescoped out to manifest this beautiful temple right now. Prabhupada says, again in the Srimad Bhagavatam, such transcendental sound vibration contains all vital energies within the universe. It is undivided by time or space. Vedic sound vibration is so subtle, unfathomable, and deep that only the Lord Himself and His empowered followers can understand its actual form and meaning. If we incorporate those transcendental sounds, glorifying and honoring the Lord and acknowledging His power into our lives, the result is that the heart, which has become dirty due to contact with matter, becomes powerfully cleansed. All the dirty things within the heart are immediately dissipated, just as the fog is dissipated in the morning sun. And Prabhupada points out that as material sound vibrations develop our intimate relationship with this world in which we live, by the same token, transcendental sound vibration revives our position in eternality, bliss, and knowledge. And therefore, Prabhupada concludes the sound vibration of the Hare Krishna mantra, although presented in the ordinary alphabet, should never be taken as mundane or material. And when due to chanting, taking prasadam and associating with the devotees, the mind starts to become cleansed of all material association, pure consciousness arises like the morning sun, cheto, darpana, marjan. Each and every one of us originally is a pure spirit soul, part and parcel of God. We're compared to pure rainwater. However, when the pure rainwater strikes the earth, it becomes mud. Similarly, we as spirit souls have similarly become contaminated by long association with math. The chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, has been handed down to us from the spiritual world to revive our original nature, knowledge, bliss, and eternity. Again, in the 11th canto of the Bhagavatam, the pure devotees of the Lord can reveal the spiritual world by their transcendental sound vibration, making it possible for even a neophyte devotee to experience the Lord's above. It is said that we souls in the material world have so, become so involved in our erroneous ways, that it is as if our hearts have become buried in a gloomy mountain of sinful desire. However, the lotus feet of the Lord are compared to thunderbolts that can shatter these mountains of attachment and illuminate our eternal consciousness. One point to realize, faith may not always change the outer circumstances of life, but it always changes the inner landscape of life. If the inner landscape has been changed, then it really doesn't matter what's on the outer horizon. Example is given that if someone has good shoes on their feet, it doesn't matter how many thorns, stones, and brambles there are on the path to the top of the mountain. Helen Keller, living in a world of silence, physical darkness. A lot of people pitied her because she did not have the full enjoyment of her body senses as we do. But she said, quote, it is because they do not see the golden chamber in my life where I dwell delighted. For dark as my path may seem to them, I carry a magic light in my heart. 
Faith, the spiritual strong searchlight, illuminates the way. And although sinister doubts lurk in the shadow, I walk unafraid toward the enchanted wood where the foliage is always green, where joy abides, where nightingales nest and sing, and where life and death are one in the presence of the Lord. Mountains of envy, mountains of despondency, mounds of self-pity are in jeopardy when that kind of faith is around. Faith that gives one the joy of expectancy is a mighty faith. When you face difficulty, our message today is boiled down, quit complaining. Instead of complaining, use that same energy to speak light into the situation. Friends, Krishna knows how to get you to where you need to be. Faith is what moves the Lord. And when you speak favor, that's what activates the Lord in your life. So let me ask you tonight, is there a mountain in your life keeping you from the best? If so, our challenge is to start speaking to the mountain. You've hoped, prayed, believed long enough. Can I tell you, your mountain respond to your voice. There's nothing more powerful than you declaring victory over your life. Some of you have talked about the mountain long enough. You need to start talking to the mountain. If you rise up and say, to the sickness, to the strife, to the depression, be removed. Krishna will turn your mountains into molehills. Remove obstacles that look immovable. He will break log jams that could have held you back for years. He will lift the mountain out of your way in this life and in the next life you'll go back to home back to God thanks very much for your kind attention and if you receive this message please say with me Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Rama